children and dare you step inside the vegan abattoir. I'm Harley Quinn Smith. And I'm Austin Zazier. That's right. Round two or, or three now? I don't even know. Two. Back again. Well, you were yeah, a guest that's, that's once. Technicality. Yes, yes, three. yes, yes. Second time as a co-host. Yeah, I know. Are you honored? Are you trying to have a coop or what, what's going on <laughs> here? I don't understand. This week, so... Um, and Austin was the co-host two weeks ago. I also don't know why I'm here again. People. <laughs> so if you're wondering, uh, I'm just as confused as you. No, 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 no. You're a great co-host. So two weeks ago, I had to quarantine away from my family uh, because we went away for our anniversary, for our one-year anniversary. So I also had to quarantine well, yeah. from your family. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, uh, I had to quarantine away from my dad. I couldn't see yeah. my dad for for five days. So drum roll, please. This week, what? <laughs> I was gonna say it happened again. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It happened again, but this time it's my dad's fault because he left and went to New Jersey to open another movies. Ooh. Uh, he flew, so oh, he flew. Yeah, he. You know, he <laughs> flew. <laughs> yes, he flew. And uh, I'm trying to play. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do something as the co-host. Okay, let, let, let's see what happens. Relax. Okay, okay. <laughs> so he flew. Really. So he. Yes, yes, he flew, and uh, so of course we are not going near him. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow is is the fifth day, and of being away from him. The. Yeah, the fifth day of him yeah. being back. Oh, so we can see your dad tomorrow. Yes, once he t- gets a negative test. Because okay. um, you should know, to the listeners, you should know <laughs> <laughs> that um, if you think you've been exposed to COVID, you should wait five days from when you think you might have been exposed to it to get tested just so you know just a, a tidbit of info because in case you're wondering because you're wondering anyways that's why you are back again this week because i have to quarantine away from my dad again and i can't see him to record so here we are again austin zazer what is up co-host extraordinaire i do have something to say uh since i've last been on the pod oh what is it uh I wanted to say it last time, but I didn't because I forgot. I got blood work done six months ago, and it turns out that then I had very high cholesterol for my age. And that's kind of weird because I have a history of heart disease and kind of like clogged arteries and bad cholesterol, high cholesterol in my family. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to get on top of that, and my doctor said you should go plant-based or consider eating more – not plant-based, but eat more – Foods that don't that have animal products, pretty much. Yeah, more vegan friendly. Yeah, yeah. But she said plant based because okay. I think I think that I think people stay away from trying to say vegan now. Yeah, no, for just sure. for marketing purposes. One hundred percent. Um, but she told me to try to go plant based, and I was like, oh, I've already been doing that uh, for about three months. And then, sorry, the cat. <laughs> if you hear our cat, yeah, uh, you might hear the occasional meow um, from our cats. Since we cannot record in the podcast the studio. studio, aka my yeah. dad's office, yeah, <laughs> um, we are recording in our room with uh, two cats and a bunny present. So 
You might hear the occasional noise from an animal. So PSA announcement over. Back to the story. <laughs> about the story. about uh, six months ago, I got blood work done, high cholesterol. It scared me. I uh, have been eating um, pescatarian, uh, not healthy pescatarian at all. I pretty much eat cheese pizza seven times a week. So pretty much every day. <laughs> um, and I have sushi every now and again, but. I really only eat fish when I'm kind of craving meat. Uh, sorry. And I've been doing that for like, honestly, I want to say eight months now. Yeah. And unhealthy, not working out because I wanted to test that on purpose to see if not eating meat mainly or a lot of animal products did anything. Mm-hmm. I have lowered my cholesterol to a healthy level. I could bring up the the actual sheet that says the numbers, but I don't have that in front of me. So I not working out, eating shitty but just not meat and more plant-based pescatarian you can lower that cholesterol and be healthier i'm so proud of you you're a walking example i'm a walking experiment is what i am i formulated a hypothesis about this topic and i i did it and now i might add exercise into uh the next routine because i have to get a check check up in six months but I probably won't. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see if it if uh, I'll come back on in six months, probably. I that would be and, a, and give you an update. That would be a really interesting experiment, though. If you keep adding different elements to see, um, maybe that's just my way of um, seeing if you just want to go like vegan all the way. But <laughs> um, okay. I don't know. Let's not go that far. But if you go to the vegan abattoir Instagram page, we will post. Uh, not all my blood work, because I don't want you to know what, what's going on in my life. But um, we will post my cholesterol levels, like, before and after. So you actually see that I'm not just saying bullshit. Hey, man, it's me, Kevin Smith, and I just got popped, man. Can you believe it? That's right. The good folks at Funko Pop have made me a pop again. And this time, they called me a director. That's right. Finally, somebody said it. I'm a director. And guess what? I am director pop number 37. 37? I'm 37? That's right. You want a Kevin Smith director pop wearing a written and directed by Kevin Smith shirt? You go to Amazon.com slash Jane Silent Bob right now. That's right. Amazon has a Jane Silent Bob store, and you can find all sorts of fun stuff there. Masks, shirts, hoodies, and whatnot. But right now, get your hands on one of these little Kevs, man. You can pop them anywhere. Lube them up and pop them anywhere you like, man. So if you're lost, ladies and gentlemen, and you're looking for a little direction in your life, Funko's got you covered. Order the Kevin Smith Director Pop. It's an Amazon exclusive, so you gotta go to Amazon.com slash Jay and Silent Bob. Get yours now, man. Pre-order it, and you'll receive it December 12th. That's right, it'll ship just in time for Christmas. What are you waiting for? Get direction. Get the director, Kevin Smith Pop, only from Funko and Amazon. Um, so who's on the podcast today? Uh, so our guest today is Bianca Taylor. Who's Bianca Taylor? It's a fancy name. Sounds nice. Yes, it's very a very nice name for a very nice woman. She is a personal trainer. Oh, no shit. I could... I should give her a call after the episode. <laughs> um, and she is a model and no a businesswoman. She has so many different businesses as uh, we, we talk about. So, yeah. Right on. 
here we go. Thank you so much for being here with me. I'm so stoked to talk to you. I feel like you do everything in the world that is possible to do <laughs> as one person. And I just think you are the most badass human. And I always like am just awing over every photo I see of you. And I, I'm just so excited to talk to you today. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Um, so every guest on Vegan Abattoir, I ask of them to tell me your vegan story. So how did you become a vegan? What, what was your first introduction to veganism? Mm -hmm. So I grew up eating a lot of meat. I ate pretty standard American fast food. I had no awareness of a plant-based lifestyle at all. Um, I'm Cuban and Colombian, so I ate a lot of Latin food, a lot of meat, a lot of cheese. And then when I was 19, I started my, my health and fitness journey. Um, I started competing in competitive bodybuilding and my diet got healthier. I stopped eating fast food, but I was still eating, you know, chicken and fish, like typical bodybuilder uh, kind of bro diet. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was eating like that for about two years um, and, and really focused on fitness. But I was learning a lot about nutrition and I just developed a, um, uh, just an excitement to learn about, about food more and, and just the human body. Mm. And then one day I, um, so I actually had to take a break from uh, competing uh, to have surgery. So in that time, I was just spending a lot of time um, that I would have spent at the gym kind of on my own. Like, and that's when I started meditating. And then one day I went to cook my, my chicken and I just suddenly was hit with the idea that um, I had just adopted a puppy at the time. Aww. His name was, his name was Coco Puff and he passed away in 2018, but he was just a puppy at the time. And I was a new dog mom. I was new into, into meditating and I was starting to just be able to hear my own thoughts more and not just go, go, go. Mm. So one day I started cooking my chicken like I always did for my meal prep. And as I was cooking the chicken in the pan, I looked down at my dog and I just was hit with the realization that um, flesh is flesh. And I thought, well, if I wouldn't eat my dog, why would I eat another animal? Because this, this meat came from a living thing that has eyeballs and, and, and moves and makes noises. And I just felt very confused. And then I, I tried to kind of shake the thought because I was like, no, 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 that's crazy. Like, like this is food. Like, like food and pets are different, two different things. And then mm -hmm. I, um, I sat down to eat my food and I just could not, like I couldn't even take a bite of it. I was like, this feels so wrong. So I got on the computer and I typed into Google, why do people go vegetarian? Because I had not, never even really heard the term vegan. Mm. Um, and then the first thing that uh, came up was an article from the UN about just Western agriculture and how we could end world hunger so many times over if we stopped feeding livestock because of the amount of grain that we feed livestock. Mm. And that just, it, that was really what did it for me. I hadn't even dove into um, animal cruelty yet, but I just thought, how could I continue to support these industries that are so wasteful? And when, when the rest of the world or so much of, of the earth is um, starving and I just 
was like, that's it. I'm going vegetarian. And I, I kept kind of went to a rabbit hole of, of research. I watched some, I came across videos of, um, of the dairy industry and, and the egg industry. And I was like, oh, okay, I can't, I can't do that either. And then I, I learned, this was all like in one day. I learned <laughs> <Wow>. what, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like dove deep. Um, and especially because like I had this, this, this intrigue for learning about food. So I was like, wow, I can't believe I've never even really questioned where food came from. I just thought as long as it said organic, then it was a better option. And that's really where my, my searching stopped. But then I was just kind of diving into where does it come from and where does dairy come from and how is it made and what happens to the male chicks um, when they, you know, when they make eggs. And I was like, okay, well, I'm vegan now. Like I'm not never doing that again. And I, I went vegan in that moment and never looked back. Right. I mean, that's such a huge part of it too, is um, the environmental aspect. And I don't really speak about it that much just because I'm not too educated on it, but how you were saying like all the grain that's used uh, to feed livestock and everything, all the land that's used and all, also all the, all the people that still need food when we're giving all of this grain and, and vegetation to livestock to then kill it, right. it's, it none of it really makes sense it's it's uh very counterproductive but it seems like i mean I, we've only met once you and i but i obviously follow you on instagram and see what you're doing all the time and it honestly looks like you are probably the healthiest most like in shape muscly awesome person i've ever seen <laughs> and i'm like oh thank you <laughs> i mean i'm just like wow but i think anybody who doubts that vegans can get muscle and don't get enough protein i think you just disprove that myth as a living human being <laughs> um <laughs> what so how I, I don't i don't even really know where to start or how to ask but like how do you do it what is <laughs> how do you <laughs> make sure that you get enough protein because it seems like you work out all the time hard hard stuff from what mm-hmm. so how do you get enough protein that sounds stupid for me asking because i hate that question when people ask <laughs> but like how do you get enough protein to balance all the work that you're doing mm-hmm. um yeah so like i said my i had this background in bodybuilding before i um discovered veganism and i quickly realized that there weren't that many advocates within the vegan movement that were showing that you could be fit and strong and put on muscle and get lean and do it all vegan um, back in 2014 um, when I first went vegan. And I was like, well, I'm passionate about fitness and I'm not about to give that up. Mm. So I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. And um, I decided to study plant-based nutrition through Cornell. And I, um, I was already studying to get my personal training certification. And I, I, I had a lot of knowledge of of the body just through bodybuilding. And when it comes to nutrition, it really comes down to um, our body needs a certain amount of calories. Every, everybody's body's different. So everybody's body has slightly different needs, but we all need protein, carbs, and fats and different ratios of each. And then we need to exercise and we need to train and we need to break down our muscles over and over again and then recover them. And that's how we, that's how we put on muscle. And then you want to put in, you know, food of the highest quality. So you want to eat um, as much whole foods as possible. I'm also very aware of not 
labeling food as good or bad just because of my background in disordered eating as well. I don't believe that you should say, oh, you should only eat whole food, plant-based diet, salt, oil, sugar-free. I think you should do your best to eat whole food, but Mm. you should live your life and enjoy food. And there's so much good vegan junk food and, and things like that. So it's really just about having balance and our, it's ideal for our bodies to have uh, mostly carbs. That's just what, what fuels our body. Our brains need glucose. Um, if you're trying to put on muscle, you know, you want to fill those muscles with glycogen and you get that from carbs. So you want to have about 50% of your calories coming from carbs and then, and then protein and then fat to the smallest percentage. And so with my, my clients with veganfitness.com, we, we take everybody's body into account. We see how much do you weigh? How much body fat do you have? And then what's your goals? And then we kind of reverse engineer it from there. And that's how you, once you, once you figure out exactly what your body needs and you put in the work, that's really what it comes down to. It's the same methods that you would apply if somebody wasn't vegan and they were like, I want to get fit. I want to see my abs. I want to put on muscle, whatever their goals are. You take where their body's at and where their body, where they want their body to be. And then you just reverse engineer it and say, okay, so for your body weight and your height and how much exercise you're doing, we're going to have you eating 2,000 calories a day, this many grams of protein. And then you just would do the same, but you just do it vegan. And then a lot of people think, okay, well, if I'm doing it vegan, then where am I going to get my protein from? Because I can't eat chicken and steak. But there's so many sources of protein that is completely plant-based. There's obvious ones like soy, you know, tofu tempeh, edamame. Then there's things like seitan, which are which comes from wheat protein, it's high in protein. But then there's a lot of uh, protein-heavy foods like lentils and legumes. And then there's so many other foods that aren't complete, like completely uh, high in protein, but they have protein in them, like quinoa and like nuts and seeds. So when it comes to a vegan diet, it's more about looking at your entire plate and having a variety. And what actually makes it more optimal than let's say like a non-vegan diet, um, is that you're getting more nutrients. You're getting more more bang for your buck essentially with each meal because you're getting more fiber, you're getting micronutrients, you're getting antioxidants, and you're getting protein all within all these different plant foods. Where if you were, let's say, just eating chicken and broccoli, um, you're getting a very small amount of fiber from the broccoli. You're not getting any fiber or micronutrients um, or antioxidants or anything from the chicken. You're only getting protein. So yeah, um, if, if that kind of answers your question, um, it really varies person to person how many grams of protein you need. And then once you figure that out, then you just make it a goal to make sure you're, you're eating enough. What I've found with most people is when they go vegan and they think, oh, I'm not getting enough protein, it really comes down to them just not eating enough volume of food in general um, for how much energy they're expending. Wow. Uh, that uh, that was insanely helpful. Thank you. That, 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 no, that's that's perfect. Wow. Um, I, I spoke about it in the last episode uh, last week too for Vegan Abattoir, but there's such a myth around vegans not getting enough protein, mm-hmm. but it really it, it's really not relative to the veganism part of it all. It's it's really what foods you decide to put in your body. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, there's so much amazing vegan junk food. I, I love it so much. And I, <laughs> I'm trying myself to, you know, incorporate more vegetables or whatever. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really new at it because I don't really eat that healthy, but I'm really trying now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but obviously, like if you're eating vegan pizza every day, which I wish I was, but if you're eating vegan pizza every day, you're not going to be getting the amount of nutrients you need. But you right. can't really blame that on veganism because the same would go for a non-vegan diet. 
Right. Exactly. It, it comes down to people aren't very well educated on nutrition as a whole. And that's nobody's fault in particular. It's just a matter of nutrition isn't something that we really learn about when we're in school, though, even though it should be because it's such a vital part of life. We, we eat at least three times a day. You think that we would be taught when we're younger, like how important nutrition is, but we're not. And just like you said, if somebody's not vegan and they eat pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, um, eventually they're just not going to feel good and they're going to feel weak and their digestion is not going to be great because they're just not getting nutrients. And same goes if they're eating vegan pizza three times a day. doesn't mean that you can, you should never eat vegan pizza. It's just all about making sure that you do get in those nutrients because that's what our bodies need to be healthy. Right. Of course. And speaking of all that too, if I'm not wrong, you co-founded a plant-based protein company? Yes. Yes. I co-founded Veg Nutrition and we are a vegan sports supplement company. Um, we currently have two products, um, which is our plant protein, which we have two flavors of. And then we have our Veg Essential, which is a multivitamin that has B12, D3, and DHA. Um, just because those are the three things that most people, if somebody goes vegan and then they say, oh, I have to start taking fish oil supplements. I have to start eating fish because I wasn't getting their omegas. They, a lot of people just don't know that you can easily get you know, omegas through a vegan source. So that's why we created that essential. But yeah, we, we, we founded Veg because um, there's a lot of great supplement companies out there that provide vegan options, but we wanted um, to create something for athletes that is all plant-based, founded by people on a mission to you know try to create more veganism in the world and try to, um, to help athletes realize you can be strong, you can be fit, you can be the fastest and do it all vegan. That's incredible. And I think that's also just what people really need to, to hear or know because that is what I hear most of the time. I mean, there, that was the case with Miley Cyrus just like a few weeks ago, her saying that she wasn't getting mm-hmm. enough omegas and obviously don't know her life, don't know her situation. But uh, it just goes to show all these different uh, great things that you need to have in your body. There, there are plant-based options for it. Right. And, and like, for example, you know, Miley Cyrus, you know, she said uh, that she was feeling brain fog because she wasn't getting her essential omega fatty acids. So she had to incorporate fish. What a lot of people don't realize is that fish, you know, like we think of fish oil, that's a way to get omega uh, fatty acids. But the fish get their omega source from algae because they eat the algae. So we can take algae oil supplements and cut the fish out of the equation. And it's, it's cleaner because fish can hold toxicity in their, in their tissues. Um, and, you know, they consume, like our oceans are, are filthy. And so right. by, by consuming just the algae oil, you're going straight to the source and then the fish doesn't have to die and it's less wasteful. Um, so that's something that just a lot of people don't know. And it's just a mat- like, again, like I said, it's a lot of pe- people just aren't educated on nutrition and they don't, um, when they need nutritional help, they don't necessarily go to, you know, like a proper nutritionist that is, you know, well-versed in plant-based nutrition. Right. That's so interesting about the, the, the fish only getting omega because of the algae, because that's the same situation as, you know, we we're we think that eating cows is a good thing because of what they eat as well most of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it doesn't really make sense. It, if we cut out, you know, these animal products from our lives, then we would be getting the same things that we, that we needed from them, but without hurting any animal or hurting 
the earth more or hurting ourselves and we're just cutting out the middleman and it seems like a lot of people don't really know that or realize that we were eating these animal products because of of what those animals were eating in their lifetime mm-hmm. it doesn't really add up i don't really know why people i mean honestly i didn't know about the the fish being high in omega or if that's how you say that i honestly have mm-hmm. no i i'm so not well versed in like <laughs> health speak but um that it's just why don't people know that do you think i didn't know it so i'm not blaming them but why don't people know that um again it just goes back to nutrition not being a topic that we're you know we're we're not taught taught it in school um it's something that if you want to learn about nutrition you need to study for yourself um unfortunately that's how it is and even a lot of nutrition that that may be taught in school like the food pyramid and things like that a lot of them are funded by the meat and dairy organizations so then they they want to teach us to like that's why like the whole campaign for milk is that it's like milk builds strong bones um because it's high in vitamin d but um and and calcium but it's actually you know there's so many medical studies showing that a lot of people who consume a lot of dairy actually don't have higher levels of osteoporosis which is kind of the opposite of what the milk campaign says um so a lot of it goes back to funding and and things like that so it's really Nutrition is one of those things that it's if you decide to that you really want to know that the truth of it, you have to really kind of dedicate time to studying it. And a lot of people don't want to. They just want the easy the easy answer. So they see a commercial for something or they see a celebrity say that they they did something that way and they decide to go with it instead of just asking the question and if it's truth and, and kind of digging deeper into it. Right. Wow. That that's pretty disappointing that that it's really not something at all that's focused on in school or even like kind of barely mentioned. I don't think I learned anything about nutrition in school. Right. Yeah, I didn't either. (laughs) That's so, that's pretty bizarre, but a lot of parts about school are, but anyways, (laughs) um, (laughs) will you tell me more about veganfitness.com? Where, where did that start? Tell me about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so veganfitness.com is a hub for information on plant-based nutrition and fitness. Um, We have eight-week training programs. Like right now, we're in the middle of an eight-week program. So it's group coaching. Uh, We founded Vegan Fitness about two and a half years ago. Um, I used to offer coaching just one-on-one myself, only for women. And then I met my now business partners, Stephen Coote and Nimai Delgado. Uh, both of them have longtime vegans. Both of them actually um, vegetarian since birth. So neither of them have ever eaten meat. Wow. And um, yeah, we, we connected through, through Instagram. We decided that uh, we wanted to build something that was going to really appeal to not just vegans that want to get fit and healthy, but will be the place to go when somebody's like, I want to go vegan, but I'm afraid that I'm going to lose all my muscle. Or I want to go vegan, but can you really be healthy going vegan? Or people have all of these like these doubts and they don't really know where to go. And they go to Google and there's like all of these, you, you, you go to Google and you type in, you know, going vegan. And then you see like an interview with Miley Cyrus saying why she's not vegan anymore. So we right. wanted to provide information that's backed up by evidence. So we partnered with a lot of, a lot of doctors we're focused on evidence-based nutrition. That's our kind of our motto. Um, so we we founded Vegan Fitness. We started doing programs. We have a lot more um, in store that we'll be launching over the next few months or so. And um, and it's been amazing. It, with each program, we see people tr- completely transform their bodies, whether they put on 
muscle or they lose 20 pounds over the course of eight weeks. We've seen all kinds of different stories. We've seen people who've had scheduled to have, you know, gastric bypass surgery and then do our program as a last resort and then be able to not have to get the surgery because they were able to lose weight and, and regain their health just, you know, um, by committing to a plant-based diet and exercise. So yeah, so that's what, um, that's what vegan fitness is all about. And just also about being essentially a walking billboard for the movement because, you know, me and, and, and Nimai are kind of the, like the faces of vegan fitness right now. And, um, we're, we're, both of us are very used to being at the gym or the grocery store and somebody saying, wow, you're in such great shape. Like, what do you eat? And that's this perfect opportunity to say, well, actually I'm vegan. And then they're like, what? No way. Like, how are you vegan? And then we're like, yep, it's really easy. And then we have a, an intro to talk about, um, something that is so important. But normally, you know, if, if we approach people with, you should go vegan because of, you know, like all of these things that are wrong in the world, it can be very, uh, it, it can cause a little bit of pushback. But when you let them come to you, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how many people um, come to us. Most of our clients, like every time we do an eight week program, we'll have a few hundred people. And normally about 50% of them are not vegan when they start. Like they're, they join, they come to us because they want to go vegan um, and they want to get fit. So yeah, so it's been, it's been a really um, amazing thing to, to build and grow and to see, you know, how much change we can cause in people's lives on a personal level, helping them, you know, create confidence in their body just by, by getting healthy and, and fit. Um, and then also, you know, um, we always do at the end of each program, we use the, you know, like the vegan calculator. It's like a kind of a calculator online. You can see how much, how many animals you saved collectively by not eating meat for a certain amount of days. Aww. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's called, it's just called vegancalculator.com, I think. And, um, and it's like with each program, we save like thousands and thousands of, of animal lives just by all of these people committing to eight weeks for eight weeks to not, um, you know, to not eat meat anymore. And then a lot of the majority of them stay vegan for life. And then they have knowledge that they can share. Um, because, you know, like I said, like people don't know about nutrition. So this way we can educate people about nutrition, um, about plant-based nutrition. So that way they can kind of go out into the world and, and help educate more people. That's so awesome. And so incredible that you're combining these two different aspects of veganism with the health and with animal rights or the the ethical side of it too because mm-hmm. both are so important and you're so right sometimes if you approach somebody and you, you just start telling them why it's so terrible to eat animal products like how the state of the world how badly we've polluted the earth or how many animals die and how horrible it is when they do die or how horrible the conditions that they live in are but if you show somebody and you're like well if you want to be as in shape as I am (laughs) or if you want to if you want to be able to to do these amazing workouts and everything you could do that and Mm -hmm. you can also be saving so many animals at the same time and that's that's just really cool that you are putting such a positive spin on it too Mm -hmm. well it's not even a spin it's just the truth but um, right 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 so what's your what's your ideal workout situation i see you dance a lot and that's always Mm -hmm. so cool what what are you into doing so i do love dancing um i was a dancer before i ever found bodybuilding and weightlifting um i grew up 
dancing and actually I did, I did theater. So when I was in high school, I was a theater kid and that all I did was dance and do musical theater. And when, and then after high school, when I finally stopped dancing for a while, I picked up bodybuilding. So even though I, I do enjoy weightlifting now, my ideal workout is just something that's incredibly enjoyable for me. So, so for right now, like this kind of chapter of my life, I've been pole dancing a lot. Um, it's a crazy workout. It makes you so strong. Um, it's the only kind of, well, it's not the only kind of exercise I've done during quarantine, but for the first few weeks of quarantine, when all of everything was closed and there was no like other option, Mm -hmm. all I did was pole dance and I got in better shape than I was before quarantine started. So I, so ideally for me, like a great workout would be doing something like that, that like challenges me, keeps me strong, but it's also fun and expressive. And I always tell people, you know, people are like, oh, I don't, I don't like working out. I feel uncomfortable when I go to gyms. It's like, you don't have to weight lift if that's not what you like to do. If you like to do yoga, do that. If you like to ride bikes, do that. Like it's important to enjoy whatever type of movement you do. Um, I do weight, I do weight train though. Um, and I do like to push myself and, and get stronger as well. So I, I switch it up between pole dancing and dancing and things like that. And then just going to the gym and doing like a, like a lower body focused workout and maybe, maybe a little bit more focused on, on going heavier one day and then another day going more focused on volume and, and less on the heaviness of the weights. Wow. I cannot even imagine the strength it takes to pole dance. <laughs> I, in all your videos, I'm always like, I don't understand. I wish I could. I, <laughs> it just looks like, I, I mean, I, I feel like people have a sometimes negative preconceived notion of it, but it's mm-hmm. just, like it, it requires so much strength and so much, I imagine like so much strength in pretty much every part of your body. Like, oh, your, yeah. For your arms. I can't even imagine. It, it seems like such an incredible workout. And honestly, it like requires so much talent. I admire it so much, and I'm always like, oh "My God, how?" <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so much fun, and it is incredibly challenging. Like, I still, you know, consider myself on the more beginner side of it, even with the the capabilities that I do have. And and yeah, like you said, people have a there's some sort of stigma to it just because of the cultural misogyny that people have. Like people people see someone pole dancing and they think of strippers and people think negative things about sex workers because so much misogyny exists people are so like kind of programmed to to hate women who make money off of their bodies and boldly express themselves and it is very it is a very bold expression when you see someone dancing around a pole doing splits in a bikini with you know eight inch heels on (laughs) so it's it's it can be triggering to people um which is interesting but i don't i don't really care if it um, if it offends people because I'm getting a, a good workout and it's so much fun. I mean, I don't know why it would be triggering to people, but it is unfortunately. But yeah, when I see it, I'm just like, holy fuck, what? <laughs> That's like one of the most talented things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, so I've also seen you've been making uh, meal prep videos or cooking videos. Mm-hmm. What What's your favorite vegan thing to well I guess everything you make is vegan but what's your favorite thing to make um hmm. or what's like a go-to day of eating for you mm-hmm. um my eating I, I I eat very much based on my mood um just because I'm I'm a big fan of like I said like doing what you want you want to do what you enjoy like you don't want to force yourself to do 
Like if you if you're forcing yourself to like, oh, I have to eat salad so that I'm healthy, then you're not going to enjoy it. So I always right. eat whatever like my, I feel like my body's craving. Um, so some days that's pasta, like a pasta dish. Some days it's you know like rice with beans and plantains. But I definitely love pasta. There's also like a preconceived notion that like pasta is like bad for you because it's carbs and it's unhealthy and it's processed. But um, there's so many ways to make healthy pasta dishes. You can even make them high protein by using like a chickpea pasta. So sometimes I'll, if I want like a high protein like pasta dish, I can do like chickpea pasta and then make a um, like a creamy tomato sauce by blending cashews, um, you know, with the tomato sauce and putting some basil in there. If you wanted to add even more protein, you could blend in um, like tofu or textured vegetable uh, protein into it. So that's just like one kind of like easy dish. I, I always do that like creamy pasta sauce with like the cashews whenever I, I bring like some sort of dish to a, a gathering where there's people who aren't vegan because then everybody always loves it. And then they're just like, Oh, like this is like cheesy and creamy. Like what's it made out of? And I'm like cashews. That's the best way to do it is just like not even really tell somebody that they're eating vegan food and then tell them at the end and they're like, wait, what? That was, yeah. that was vegan. I don't understand. Um, that also sounds really good. The pasta that you just described. I'm like, oh, wow, maybe I should make that. So I also have seen that you just started the embodied babe mm-hmm. and you surround yourself with so many amazing women too i i just i mean it sounds like i'm basically stalking you at this point but i'm (laughs) i'm not i well maybe i am i don't know but i just i genuinely admire you so much and i i just always love what i see you doing and in the messages that you put out and i just always appreciate too that you always surround yourself with people who just seems like total badasses and <laughs> and you just have this like awesome crew of of women around you um what is that what led you to start the embodied babe and and tell tell me about that um yeah so the embodied babe what i'm what i'm doing there is i'm going to be launching a lot of things the, the long term vision for embodied babe is to create a community of women who support each other who support um women and being the boldest expression of themselves and being, you know, financially abundant, being um, sexually liberated, being physically and mentally and spiritually liberated as well. And my passion for that, I've always wanted to do something that helped women because I feel like as a woman, I've gone through so many, so many struggles that are very um, relative to being a woman. Um, You know, all humans have their struggles and I I empathize like greatly with all types of living beings. But when it comes to being a woman, there's just certain types of struggles that are difficult for for other people to understand. And I just always wanted to do something to empower women. And I finally feel like I was at this place. I 2020 was the year that I was like, okay, like this needs to happen now because I was faced with some of the biggest challenges of my life this year. And I thought if I can get through this, um, and if I can share how I get through this, then I need to help other women who are going through their own struggles. So um, that's kind of what, because I've, I've been kind of like marinating on this idea for years. And um, that's why I decided, okay, this is going to be the year that I launched this and I get started with it and I start helping women. Um, I'm going to start with helping women one-on-one through coaching and then group coaching. I would like to host events whenever, whenever, you know, Miss Rona is over. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> they can't do events right now. Yeah. But um 
but yeah, so I, um, I'm, I'm really passionate about just empowering women. I, um, I know what it's like to not have confidence in not only your body and your physical image and your beauty, but to not have confidence in who you are and to feel like you can't, just to feel like you're inadequate and to feel like you don't have what it takes to, you know, to shine bright or to, to live the dream life you've always wanted, to have the career you've always wanted, to attract the love partner that you've always wanted or to be financially abundant. I've, I've been through all kinds of lows. I've been extremely underweight. I've been overweight and uncomfortable. I've been, I've been dumped and, and heartbroken. I've been so broke, didn't have a car, had to walk to the gym. Like I've been at all of those really low points. And I feel like if I, if I can share all of the knowledge that I've cultivated um, to help other people, then, um, you know, especially, you know, women and um, anybody who identifies as women, I'm, I'm, you know, that's what I'm going to do. So, so I'm really excited about that. And yeah, so that's what's going on there. I love that. That's so, that sounds so incredible. And I, I so appreciate that. And I know so many other people will as well. Um, how do you manage all of these things because you clearly do so many <laughs> so many different things have so many different endeavors how do you create a balance for it all um <laughs> i would say uh, my biggest kind of tip for that is whenever i i i wake up every morning i make sure to pour up pour into my own cup first before i kind of take on the day of doing these other things so i have like a morning routine that's very precious to me so when I do that, it's like kind of how I, I set the tone for my day. I give myself time to, to fill up myself. Also having, having teams is everything. So for all of my different businesses, for veg, for vegan fitness, um, for, for embodied babe, for, um, I have another company called Scara. Um, for all of my companies, I have teams and building the team takes a little bit of time, right? Because you have to find the right people that are passionate about the same thing and have understand the vision. But once you have the right team and you can delegate things, that's when the company or the, um, the project can start to grow. Um, so I would say that's definitely, you know, my biggest, I guess I could say like my secret weapon is like my, my teams really. And then, yeah. And then also just making time for myself because if, if all I did every day was just, you know, go through everything I had to do, I would burn out and mm. I would get overwhelmed. And I definitely had those moments. Like I've definitely had those moments where I'm overwhelmed and I'm burned out. And then I'm just like, don't want to like look, turn my phone off for three days or something like that. So it's important to like every day I give myself like kind of work hours. And once I'm like, okay, it's, it's 6 PM. I'm done um, for today. And now I'm going to just enjoy the, enjoy the night, like go out to dinner with a friend or, um, go for a walk or take a nap or just, you know, maybe go exercise. Um, so I think that that's, all, that's also important as well. I even forgot to mention uh, Sakara, another, another endeavor, another <laughs> business. There are just so many, to, it's hard to keep track. I know. <laughs> um, do you want to, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, so Scara was founded, um, less than a year ago and, um, we offer CBD and wellness products. It's something that um, I myself have struggled with anxiety um, for a long time. And I really loved um, the benefits that I experienced from CBD products. And I wasn't a huge fan of any of the companies that I came across. And I felt like there's so much more that can be done with CBD and wellness and the way that it could be connected to, to mindfulness and just overall health. 
So my business partners and I founded Scara with the mission to, you know, help people individually harmonize with themselves, you know, their mind, body, spirit, so that they can go out to the world and, and, you know, help harmonize the world. And that's why we founded Scara. And um, yeah, and it's been a really fun journey um, being in that industry. That's basically how all of my, my ventures have started. It's like been, well, I want, I want something and it doesn't, the perfect version of it doesn't exist in the market. So I'm trying to make my own. Um, and that's how yes. all my, all my companies have started. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's so dope. If you don't see something that you want, just go do it yourself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I love that. And I think that's true for everything. Just it, or if you, if you want to create change in the world or if there's something that, that you want, but you don't see, go do it yourself instead of waiting for somebody else to do it because you might as well just start it yourself exactly. and help other people too. And I, and I've tried Scar and I love it and I think it's awesome. So I recommend from myself as well. Thanks. I can speak to it. <laughs> I love it too. I've so enjoyed talking to you. It's been, it's been very eye opening to, to speak to somebody with all this knowledge of health and, and, um, nutrition. I, like I've said, I don't know anything about it myself, but like, I also honestly don't really know many people that, that know as much as you or are able to, to give these explanations like you. I, I really appreciate it so much and you're helping me personally. I've honestly, I've just kind of been stepping back and listening because I just want to learn for myself. Like, <laughs> let alone um, for, for the vegan abattoir listeners, but I'm just more interested for myself because I'm so impressed by everything that you do. And I think it's so incredible how how much you want to help, uh, I mean, everybody with, with all your different endeavors. And it's just, it's very inspiring to hear. So thank you for talking to me and, and thank you for all this very helpful information for myself. I'm for sure going to you go make that chickpea pasta thing with the cashew <laughs> and the tomato sauce. Um, and I, I think that everybody listening should definitely go check out all of your businesses. They, they are all so wonderful and out to help everybody listening, anybody who wants a change in their life, mentally, physically, health-wise, it, it seems like you provide options for everybody, <laughs> which is really incredible. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I really appreciate it. Well, fuck me blind and call me Sally. I feel <laughs> like the laziest person ever after listening to Miss Busy B, Bianca Taylor. Holy crap. I know. Wow. I... I I don't understand how one person can do so many things, but I, 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 I'm gonna hire a life coach after this. <laughs> I think I need to form a new hypothesis about my vegan experiment over the next six months for my blood work. I think if so. I had exercise and like some other tips she has for me, it could be, it could be a, a landmark experiment. Oh. <laughs> monumental that's the word i was thinking <laughs> I, I had a, a pause where i was like mark? fuck what do i say <laughs> a landmark yeah. experience yeah <laughs> um so i feel like we should answer a question because i there are questions there this are podcast? questions okay <laughs> i always promise that i will answer questions my dad and i will answer questions people send yeah isn't to it us. like slaughtering bullshit and misinformation what's the what's the 
the tagline? So close. <laughs> it's butchering bullshit. Butchering bu- bullshit. Slaughtering misinformation. Vegan abattoir. But uh, we kind of always forget and never answer questions. So I feel like now now's the time. I feel that. So <laughs> can, I, can I say the question? Yeah, you can say the question. Okay. So this question comes from Bailey.possum. And they say, hi, I've been vegan for three years and just got into your podcast. My question is for working on movies and shows in a post-COVID world. Are on-set catering options usually vegan-friendly, or are you planning on having more vegan options with the shows you're both working on? How do you go about asking slash requiring vegan options in your careers? That's a good question and a good one for you to be here for as well, because you witnessed firsthand what it was like when I did not have vegan options on a set. Uh, and I've, I've spoken did. about it many, many times. We probably spoke about oh, it, wow. too. Yeah, yeah. I, because you spoke about it to me I did. <laughs> when, I, when we didn't really, didn't really even know each other. Because it was um, it was a really difficult situation. Uh we were working on this movie together in Atlanta, which is where we met, and they did not have many vegan options in Georgia, I suppose. I don't know about that. I mean, may, I don't. Perhaps I think you were, you were the, the only vegan on the set. Let's just say that. Um, um, yeah, I. It, um, I was eating a lot of Taco Bell because that was the only thing that I knew was vegan. But you- no, that was the only place that I could drive you because we were <laughs> we were not. She said we were in Atlanta. We were not in Atlanta. We were in Dillard, Georgia, right. which is three hours north of Atlanta. And there was only Taco Bell pretty much for her to eat. Right. Uh, and we were not even dating. And I was like, she was she, she would just come to my door and be like, hey, um. I I know you've a you you rented a car um because you're older and stuff like can you try me Taco Bell please please <laughs> please please and that's how we're dating <laughs> <laughs> that's how it all started yeah. but do you remember when I accidentally oh yeah this was awful this is one of the only times that this has happened to me um as a vegan thus far so I ordered a crunch wrap. You did. And uh, if you're familiar with the vegan options at Taco Bell, you have to ask for it fresco style. And that means that they will remove all the all the dairy products. But what I did not know at the time was that you also have to uh, you have to say fresco and no meat because yeah. some people might want the meat, but just not want the cheese. Or yeah, exactly. Mm. All I know is that the, the crunch wrap is amazing. And you got to say fresco and you got to say no meat. Yes. So make sure you say both because one time I did not and I took a bite of it and I I didn't really know Austin. And so I was like trying to remain cool, but I was also. I thought she was dying. I thought she had a panic attack. She didn't tell me that she ate meat. She just like looked like she was about to explode with fury well, because and remember, puke at the same time. I, I like had it in my mouth and I was like. I don't think this tastes right, but I didn't swallow it. it was still in my mouth because mm-hmm. I forgot what meat tastes like entirely. So I had I honestly didn't know if it was meat or if it was cheese because I just knew it was something that oh, wow. I'm not used to having. But I couldn't tell what it what it was. And then I remember we were in a we were in a car, so I turned on the lights 
and I saw that there was meat and my heart just sunk because I was like, oh my god, this has not happened to me ever as a vegan yet. And I don't even know how to handle this while not appearing like an insane psycho to this person that I don't know at all. Yeah, it, it was weird to watch people. <laughs> and we were... um. We were in a car and I, I opened the door and I just spit it out. And We I, were in a drive-in movie theater. We like were. <laughs> We were watching a movie. And I mean, I was over there eating like six gordita crunches or whatever the fuck <laughs> I was doing. And I just see her like, like deer in headlights. I just didn't know what to do. And um, I wanted to puke, but I didn't want to be weird i I didn't want to like gross you out this person i don't know at all who i also like thank you for that (laughs) i I appreciate that but i would have understood thank you um so yeah to to answer that question that's what happens when you don't have vegan options on set bringing it back to that uh a girl's gotta eat and when there are no no good options available you just you have to find someone with a car and and get them to drive you to taco bell and then date them and then (laughs) um speaking of filming and going new places we are making the big move in two weeks we're going back to dallas uh you say that like we i either of us have lived there (laughs) Well, I I know that we, I, I went with you to film your pilot for your TV show for like ten days a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but we're returning for a much longer period of time. And I am going with her for four months. I think it's five to Dallas. What? I think it's five. It's five months. I think it's five. It's like four and a half. I am going to start knitting. I <laughs> will do. be hanging out with the cats all day. <gasps> what if you learn uh, how to knit and can knit them sweaters? That would be dope. As much as I want to be like, I don't want to do that. That would, <laughs> that be, would be so dope. Do that, and you Nico. know what? You, no. can, you can make a business. That, yeah. Sweaters for cats. Dot com. I'll, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll, I'll come up with a better name. Okay. But uh, yeah, that would be cool. Um. So the last time that we were in Dallas, both of us gained about roughly 10 pounds because we just went so hard on the food there. It was so good. It's so good. And I cannot wait to go back. Never would have expected the vegan food like that to come out of Dallas. No, no offense, Dallas. I just, when I think of Texas, I think of steak. I, somebody also sent me a message on the vegan abattoir account saying that i should reach out to the owners of spiral diner to see if i can uh, have them on the podcast oh while for, we're you, there. For, you for sure sure and that's such a that good place idea is awesome. because then also maybe they'll give us free food oh that'd be that'd be but really i'd cool. pay any amount for that yeah food. yeah <laughs> i do have a theory about why the vegan food is so good in dallas specifically but probably all of texas mm-hmm. is because they they have the best meats, the best steaks, the best barbecue. Mm-hmm. So they gotta like really up their game to have vegans 
Like to to try to convert people in Dallas, you gotta really know what the fuck you're cooking. You gotta work hard. Mm-hmm. It's not and they do, simple. man. I'm telling you, it's better better than LA food. Some of the places, vegan uh, food, one hundred percent. It's it's some of the best vegan food I've ever had. Anyway, we're going to Dallas for four months. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to Dallas to only eat vegan food. That's yeah. I also I will be working, but I, but most importantly, we will Harley's be eating. doing our TV show. Yay! Honestly, I'm so excited for you, man. Oh, it's gonna be cool. I do feel nervous to be alone for five months in an apartment with cats and a bunny. But that sounds I, like a good time. I mean, it, honestly, it's it's what I'm doing here, pretty much. Yeah, what's the difference? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be great. If you're ever if you're ever feeling lonely or sad, if I'm at work, you can just order yourself some nice comfort Frito pie or some some good Mexican vegan food. Oh my god, I can't wait! I. I'm going to eat so much food. I cannot wait. Anyways, so proud of the pescatarian you've become. So proud of the progress you've made. So proud of you getting your cholesterol better and being a walking beautiful example of how cutting out meat benefits your body, benefits your health. Does it benefit your mind or nah? I mean, right now, all I'm thinking about is how good the names beyond and impossible are for those companies. Okay, Austin's because... not paying attention anymore. <laughs> so, um, for Vegan Abattoir, I'm Harley Quinn Smith. And I'm Austin Zager. Now get out of our Vegan Abattoir. Bye. Bye.